Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM. Well, hello there. Fancy meeting you here. We must stop doing... No, we must keep doing this. Look, you'll have to put up with a little bit of background noise at the moment. I'm sorry to tell you because I'm in the very dinky, um, compact and bijou San Sebastian Airport. That's because last night was Relsa's Sociedad Zero, Roma Zero, Churiordin out of Europe... Very, very good performance by Chris Smalling. A little bit surprised that if he's been replicating that form recently that he's not in Gareth Southgate's squad. A little interview with him afterwards. Enjoyed it very much. One with Mikel Marino too. Very good English from the Spaniard. It's, it's been a week, in fact. La Liga television on Monday night very enjoyably too. Followed by a Tuesday, a, a Super Tuesday they might call it in the in the Democratic Convention. Super Tuesday was um, early morning flight over to Chelsea's training ground in Cobham where the first thing to be up with Enzo Fernandes, the young player of the World Cup. And what a, um, I was going to say stunning, but that's maybe too lavish. A deeply impressive man, this 22-year-old is, an Argentinian um, who... At 22, has the world at his feet, gigantic transfer fee, but he didn't have a, a particularly educated or wealthy background in Buenos Aires. Six months in Lisbon with Benfica, currently at Chelsea, already on the way to establishing himself, looking as if he fits a couple of very nice assists, including one for Kai Havertz when they eliminated uh, Dortmund. But the reason I'm bigging him up is deliberate, tremendously articulate for 22 um, in a foreign continent and a completely foreign land. We spoke in Spanish, not English. But he spoke in... Henry Winter always said a very nice thing when he listened to 
some of my interviews and listen to me live on television or radio, Henry always said, you speak in proper sentences. <laughs> and if you ever tape yourself or listen to yourself back, that's, that's one hell of a compliment because the spoken form is often very, you know, wide-ranging. We tend to go freestyle, different when you write. Enzo Fernandez was definitely in that category of speaking both in fully complete sentences and paragraphs too. It was a long interview, lots of different subjects. Probably my favourite was the fact that when in 2016 Leo Messi got completely sick of being criticised um, for what he was doing with the Argentinian national team and then deeply upset by losing the 2016 Copa America final to Chile, if you remember well, he quit a very emotional press conference said he wasn't going to play for Argentina anymore. And this 16-year-old kid um, wrote a social media post about the length of a letter, um, extremely well uh, worded, kind of saying, listen, I'm really sorry to ask you not to do this because we can see all the trials and tribulations you have to go through, but, but don't leave us. That kid was Enzo Fernandez, and lo and behold... Are we? Because um, I don't think Enzo made his debut until 2022. I don't think. At any rate, uh, 2016 to 2022, six years later, there he was with Leo Messi, who had repented within a couple of months and gone back to play for the Albi Celeste. There was Enzo Fernando and Leo Messi winning the World Cup together. Isn't, isn't, aren't, things, aren't things nice? Now my jumpers for goal, goalposts. Um, Kugels for World Cups F- Fantastic little story Nice to meet him Next up, Kepa uh, Kepa, I think um, As I'm speaking We're about four or five hours away From the Spain squad being announced He'll be in that Unai Simon won't be fit um, I don't think And therefore Kepa might well be the goalkeeper When I go down to see And report on Spain playing Norway and Malaga uh, The weekend after this he was extremely interesting as well. Talked about the solitude of being a goalkeeper. Talked about how he doesn't, doesn't like music. But it was a fun interview. Again, big character. Loves his uh, Formula One. Loves his um, motorbike racing as well. Um, enjoyed that interview. And then I nip across to Christian Pulis- Pulisic's house where we spoke at length about his, um, his faith, his World Cup. Um, the fact that scoring the winner against Iran to send USA through to the last 16 in Qatar was the most joyous moment of his life. But we spoke at length as well about how he thinks that the Reinas, Claudio, uh, Claudio and Danielle, have been extremely childish in their poking the nose into the US Football Federation about the way that their son Gio Reina didn't get playing time in, in Qatar, didn't get a lot of playing time in was very nearly sent home because his attitude and training was sulky and lackadaisical. And, and Pulisic thinks that <clears throat> the US men's team coach, Greg Berhalter, has been treated badly. He went into a lot of detail about Berhalter's methods, admitted that there have been times when he's hated the, t- the tough truths that this coach um, has given him face to face. And without <clears throat> hammering young Rainer, it was patently clear he was extremely... Um, unimpressed by uh, Reina's parents and what they've done, um, releasing um, very difficult, very tough details about Berhalter's past in an, in an attempt to ruin his possibility of having a future with the US men's team. 
So that was an interesting day. Um, straight to Madrid for uh, Real Madrid against Liverpool. The one thing I want to say about that is that when Vinicius is in front of goal and he has a little swish at the ball and is kind of falling over and it's nil-nil late on, yet in the tumble of, of bodies, um, him uh, down in front of the Liverpool goal with Alisson there with him, whose leg is it that flashes out? Who's still thinking most quickly in order to tip the ball to Benzema so the Frenchman can score into an open net? Well, it's... it's oh, there Hello. Hello. I think that's my plane just landing. It's Vinicius. That guy is is uh, is a real cool cat. Um, as a player, it's always it's always fun to watch him performing. It, it's he's full of ideas and inventiveness. And isn't it funny how when it's not a game in La Liga, he's not racially abused and he's fouled far less and he can be a determining factor in, in games as such just to tie that experience up the fact that Real Madrid had been mourning the loss of their honorary president Amancio a really gifted Galician winger who was a big part of their brilliance in the 60s um, and who won the European Cup with Los Blancos Amancio was much loved he'd been their honorary president for a little while since the death of Paco Gento he died just before the Anfield first leg of the Champions League tie between the two clubs and Liverpool made a big fuss of it they really made Madrid feel that there was a, a sharing of the need to honour and respect Amancio my memory tells me that Kenny Alglish was one of those for Liverpool that laid a wreath I think probably in front of the the travelling fans. Madrid were so grateful and so impressed that at the end of that, um, I wonder when, in the Bernabeu on Wednesday night, they immediately put on You'll Never Walk Alone. Again, what deeply impressed me is it wasn't just the club saying thank you to a, to a sister club. Tens and tens of thousands of Madrid fans stayed behind and stood up and applauded the Liverpool anthem. And I thought that that was... Listen... If you followed me in here, you'll know that I'm a chippy, aggressive, competitive, <laughs> old Scot. And I'll use strong language to express myself. I'm very uh, chin out and head down into the wind. But there's a definite, definite place for respect. And when it's shown in such a, a classy way, I have to report it to you and say that I enjoyed it very much indeed. I just paused for a second there to let the gigantic noise, even though I'm at 50 feet and indoors from my Airbus, which has just arrived. Sitting down here, much closer than you normally get in bigger airports. It's an impressive beast, this airplane. Anyway, onwards and upwards. From the Bernabeu up to the beautiful Basque country, where in March it was remarkable to find that the temperature was... 25 degrees when we landed yesterday morning, beautiful sunshine, impossible for the Churiordin to break down Roma and overturn the 2-0 deficit they took back from the Italian capital. But I agree with both of them in Alaguacil, who I interviewed, and, and Marino, who, who talked about each season they're, they're getting much closer. Each season there's a maturity to this very young, um, largely academy-based side. There's some really, really good football and 
there were sufficient chances for La Real to have made this a, a proper contest. Yet, they had domination. They genuinely did pepper the goal mouth and couldn't score. The week's going to end with a classical. It's a very, very strange stat that this will be Xavi Hernandez's fifth classical in charge of Barcelona, but his first classical at Camp Nou. I was talking to Michael Laudrup on um, Thursday morning at breakfast um, before heading up to San Sebastian, and I was pointing out, and he agreed that in his day that, that would have been unthinkable. In his day, there tended to be a maximum of maybe, say, three classicals in a season if there was the two league games and potentially a, a match in the Copa. But Xavi took over in November 2021, and this is his fifth classic already. But the fact that they've all been in the Bernabeu or Riyadh or Las Vegas means that special day for him on Sunday. Special day too for Real Madrid because they need to find a way to eat into Barcelona's 12-point lead at the top of the table. There's an awful lot riding on it and therefore I chose to write about what I think will be one of the key tactical items, especially for Real Madrid, if they want to do something that they've been able to do for the last four and a half years, which is to either draw or win at Camp Nou. Yeah, that's right. Barcelona haven't won a home uh, classical since Luis Suarez scored a hat-trick for, I'm pretty sure, Ernesto Valverde in a 5-1 win at Camp Nou. Remanid need not just to avoid defeat, but to win. And this column suggests one of the ways in which they might do that. Oh, by the way, it's for ESPN FC, where you can read the, the Christian Pulisic interview or watch it on video. And that's where this column is, is published. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. A classical match when Romadid and Barcelona play is such a mammoth exhibition of sporting excellence and cultural tension that its global fascination and national importance can obscure some of the smaller details which make the match unmissable. Let's put that to rights. Yes, no question, this is an occasion when the reigning Spanish, European and world champions travel to a besieged Barcelona under all manner of legal investigation, bedeviled by debt, manacled by La Liga financial fair play rules, but who somehow are nine points clear of Los Blancos and stand to take an almost unassailable 12-point lead 
with 12 matches left if they win their first Camp Nou Clásico for four and a half years. That's two defeats and two draws. This drama, Barcelona winning and being able to sniff their first La Liga title since 2019, or Madrid pulling off another smash-and-grab raid on their biggest bugbear rivals, thus reducing the point gap to six and damaging Barcelona's confidence, is already a delicious sports story. But there's a little diamond of a drama built within the big picture. Since Xavi took over the club that he helped raise to greatness while he was, arguably, Spain's best ever midfielder, Barcelona have played Madrid away from the camp now five times in those 16 months. Their record is 1-4, lost one. Those Clásicos were in Las Vegas, a friendly, Saudi Arabia, the Spanish Super Cup final, and twice at the Santiago Bernabeu in La Liga and La Copa. Each time that Barcelona won, the common theme was A, Ronald Araujo marking Vinicius out of the contest, and B, Carlo Ancelotti and company not having sufficiently successful alternatives once the superb Brazilian was nullified to prevent them losing 4-0, 1-0, 3-1, and then 1-0 again. So in the Clásicos, where the Uruguayan has gone head-to-head with Madrid's magnificent left-winger, it's gone 9-1 aggregate in Barcelona's favour. Oh, and the only time in this sequence when Araujo has not been on the pitch to shackle Vinicius, not only did Madrid win 3-1, the first La Liga Clásico of this season, both of the champions' first two goals owed massively to superb, chaos-inducing attacks conducted by the man that Ancelotti calls the most decisive player in the world. It's a dilly of a pickle for Ancelotti and long overdue that he, his staff, Vinicius' teammates and the elusive 22-year-old should come up with solutions. Particularly given that win, lose or draw on Sunday, two and a half weeks later, Madrid will be back at camp now, potentially facing the same Araujo versus Vinicius conundrum and trailing 1-0 from the Copa del Rey semi-final first leg. I don't think this is a head down and hope for the best moment. Maybe we can pause for a second and look back to something which might be the inspiration for Xavi's decision. But even if it's not, it's a good source of background material. In the 1992 European Cup final, the first time that Barcelona won what's now the Champions League, Johan Cruyff was the coach of the Dream Team and the rivals at Wembley were Sampdoria. The late Luca Viali, a great friend to this columnist, and Roberto Mancini were the most feared threats in the Serie A team. Cruyff deputised 21-year-old Albert Ferrer, Barcelona's emerging Catalan right-back, who'd actually been out injured for the previous six months, to do a limpet man-marking job on Mancini. As nervous as it made Ferrer, as brutally tiring a job as it was, the tactic worked. And that Blaugrana side of Pep Guardiola, Michael Laudrup, Isto Stoichkov, Chiqui Bagerestein and Ronald Koeman won the trophy. Ferrer, known as Chappie, told me, I only played my first game back after half a year injured, ten days before the final. It was crazy. It was terrible mentally. Not only was I chosen to start the final, Johan gave me the responsibility to man-mark Mancini. Man to man. When Johan planned the tactics for the game against Sampdoria, he didn't include me. He simply planned a final 
which would be 10 v 10. I'd done this before in La Liga with Emilio Butragueño, Real Madrid, and Fran, Deportivo La Coruña. In fact, Fran used to complain, Chappie, leave me alone. And I'd say, look Fran, I'm not playing and you're not playing. I don't want to do this, but the managers told me to. In the end, I didn't enjoy the final because of the responsibility. Whilst you're competing, there's no moment you can relax and enjoy the occasion. It's all tension. Unlike now, in those days, we didn't have video analysis. The staff warned me that Mancini moved all over the place, that the main duty was trying to be close to him so that he couldn't get on the ball and have time. Therefore, the minute Sampdoria received the ball, you could jockey tight. We all knew that I'd try and ensure that Mancini had zero impact. I was 21, and by the end of the 120 minutes, I was dead on my feet. Mancini tried to take me out of my comfort zone, into positions where I really didn't want to be. But I needed to do what Johan Cruyff said. I had my own opinion on it all, and I didn't enjoy the game, but we won. And there's the rub. I can't recall any occasion between 1992 and Xavi's first decision to use an anti-Vinicius tactic in 2022, 30 years later, when Barcelona have man-marked an opponent. It happened to Leo Messi quite a bit, but it had become regarded as somehow low culture that Barcelona, the gods of cultural football, should stoop to the tactic. Now, there's zero criticism, and it looks like a masterstroke from the 43-year-old Catalan coach. So Ancelotti's task, aided by the big brains around him, is how to break the shackles. I know that Ferrer distinguishes between the job he did on the current Italian national team coach and what Araujo has so far been required to achieve against Madrid's ebullient winger. Back to quotes, man-marking is different, Albert told me. I was required to follow Mancini everywhere and he deliberately dragged me around. Araujo, until now, has been marking Vinicius tightly and matching him as a right back against a left winger. Albert's quotes might get to the heart of what needs to be planned and then executed when Madrid think of how to release Vinicius from his chains and win this Sunday's crucial match. What if Ancelotti deployed Vinicius as Madrid's right winger? Would Xavi order Araujo to follow him? Order the right-footed Uruguayan to play at left back? What if Ancelotti gave Vinicius complete licence to play where he chose according to the flow of the match? Switching from left to right wing, dropping significantly deep into midfield, playing as a false nine right in the middle of the attack with Benzema. Right in the middle of the attack with Benzema moving left, as used to be the case so often when Cristiano Ronaldo was still leading Los Blancos' attack. All of these ideas are about elusiveness, about sowing seeds of chaos and confusion, about repeatedly testing both Araujo's concentration and his decision-making skills. Any movement inside or across the pitch from Vinicius clearly leaves a vacuum of space which, potentially, players like Cross, Modric, Nacho, Camavinga or Benzema can deliberately attack and try to profit from. A side bet for Ancelotti could be to plan for the what-if scenario where Vinicius is simply told, keep trying and sticks to his right-wing beat. There's no change of position or tactics except that the Italian, shrewdly, perhaps plans for how his Madrid team 
can this time open up Barcelona on a 10v10 basis, just like Sampdoria couldn't do against Cruyff's Barcelona in 1992. Vinicius against Araujo, two stubborn, determined, winning-obsessed South Americans in their early 20s facing each other across the eternal classical divide. It has the makings of a rivalry for the ages, one which can inspire did you see that moments for years and years to come. But right now, the shrewd bet is that Carlo Ancelotti, with the last two domestic trophies of this season at stake, is stewing over new ideas, new tactics, smarter instructions, so that the marvellous Vinicius can finally shake off his Uruguayan jailer and keep Madrid's season alive. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.